Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Annie Are You Okay podcast. I'm your host, Annie Holloway. I'm Oakley. And today we're going to dive in deep to some sensitive subjects. So buckle up, get ready because the shit's about to get heavy. Please understand that the show is not therapy and that we are not licensed psychologists, therapists, or life coaches. We are simply two moms who are walking down their own healing path. We believe in the power of connection to help unite and empower others who struggle with understanding mental health. Again, we are not professionals. We are just mental health advocates trying to spread awareness through our own experiences to help others feel less alone and to normalize the stigma around mental illness. If anyone you know or love is struggling and needs help, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You can also message them from the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Kind of a mouthful. Again, it's just suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Oh, now we're being picked up. There we go. We're recording, but... We'll start whenever you're ready. Just what were you going to say? Um, I think we were going to talk about uh, like how it's hard to know whether you're being yourself when you're like when you're borderline or if you're taking more like stimulus, like if you're still trying to like trying things on. Yeah. If you're still trying things on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we can go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, Do you want to start over? Sure. Okay. Welcome everybody. How we doing? Um, well, I'm okay. I mean, I, got, I had a really busy weekend. Um, I took Shepard to two different grocery stores uh, in the same day and got all the things done. <laughs> and it was, and I didn't have any help. Like Dylan was working and like busy, so like I had to do it all and like get the Good groceries job. in. And I was like, man, that's this is so crazy that this used to just take up a little part of my day. But now that I have a child, it takes up the whole damn day. So you know what we did after? Just kicked it on the porch and nice. he played in his little pool. It wasn't really that hot out and he was just playing with his boats and There you go. I was like, That was nuts and then today we went to the river. There so I'm go. like, Oh my gosh, I'm ready for bed after this. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I started with Starbucks and I'm starting mm. my training week tomorrow. So I'll be having two jobs at this point um go me well we'll see um my friend who is living in new york contacted me and so we're thinking about going and doing a little trip out there um we as in me myself and i um i want to kind of go out there and just hang out with them for a little bit and have a moment to just catch up with yourself too like just take it in and feel yourself yeah. as weird as that sounds well when i was looking at how much it would be it'd probably be like 500 bucks all together if i were you know to be going lightly and whatnot so I'm like In the I could do grand that. scheme of things yeah like if you can you should i know that's why i'm like i could do it especially because like you're still young i know and, that's, <laughs> and like they said they have three days coming off after like labor day um, or before Labor Day, something like that. So we're trying to figure out what days they're actually going to have off. And then I can be there for, I think I'm going to stay oh, there for four days. Oh. I want to go to New York City sometime. But, like, I'm just, like, I don't have, like, the right people that I want to go. Mm-hmm. Dylan definitely doesn't want to go to New York City. I totally get it. But, like, I do want to go there one day. Just, like, 
the parks, the architecture. It's so beautiful. Like, no, my best so friend insane. called me on FaceTime on Instagram and we we're and they're showing me like they have a little like it's so cute. They have this little window that they crawl out onto the, the fire escape and then they go up to oh, the roof and they can so look cool. out over like Manhattan. Like friends. It's literally like friends. It's so cool. <laughs> but like three times smaller. Um it, it's just it's so cool. And it's I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm like, how the hell would did they even have, like that set that's supposed to be for friends? Like, how would you even afford something like that in in New York? Like, that's insane. Like that used to be doable back in the nineties. Yeah, that was probably nine hundred dollars. But they were splitting it with all yeah. of those people, and then like now it's like I don't know. Like, there's like lawyers sharing the apartment. It's like, like five thousand dollars to have something. I like don't that. get it. Like, it's so. You know what I've been doing lately? I was looking at Zillow, mm-hmm. and I was like looking at a Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, motherfuckers! So I can find a house that's eight bedrooms on the Big Island for the same price that I can buy it. Here? No, um, not quite for seven hundred thousand dollars. That was like one of the most expensive homes that I looked at. And I was like, but that's so huge. And if we split this. <laughs> Are you trying to get all of us to go and split this house in Hawaii? Like, fuck, dude. But like we all have to make money. And that's like what's really hard is about Hawaii is like work. Hey, the four <clears throat> of us, four adults in Hawaii. <laughs> I did notice that my company had an opening, but it's on Oahu and it's like really, really mm. expensive there. So like, yeah, it, I could only really afford a three bedroom and that would be splitting it with another adult. Right. So it's like, eh, fuck, I don't know. But it's weird to think like Oregon is not that much cheaper than Hawaii now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's insane. And or it, California. It kind of opens up your ideas. Like, well, Although, where, what kind of life do I want to build? Because, like, we're already living in one of the mo- most expensive parts of, like, you know, one of the more expensive cities to live in in the United States. This inflation rate is so crazy. So, I don't know. I'm just like, oh. My boss was telling me, and I don't know if this is real, <clears throat> but he was like, it's on average about six to nine hundred dollars more for each person to live the same life they were living in like 2019 probably i imagine so i'm like wow and i'm just like i'm just bummed on my part because like i was really hoping that like next steps in my life would be like not this direction no yeah (laughs) but it doesn't bother me that we have to go through it it's just it's it makes my heart sad because, like, I know there are people who are struggling worse than me. And then, like, I also want my kid to have, like, experiences. And it mm-hmm. pisses me off that I, I can't do what we were going to do with our lives. Right. You know, but I am super grateful for what we have. And we just keep trying to do more. That's all it is. Well, and I think that's, like, what the last few years have really taught us is that we're really supposed to live in the moment and make the best decisions we can right now because we have very little control over what's going to happen in yeah. the future and what we can and can't do really depends on what we're doing right now. Which so hard. It's so hard to live in the moment and to know that you're living in the moment. To know that you are living as your most authentic self, figuring out what your most authentic self is, hmm. especially as a borderline when literally the quote-unquote sickness is that we can't emotionally attach to ourselves because we don't feel safe enough right um that's exactly what i tell my therapist is my biggest problem with myself is that i don't trust myself yep 
And the only way to trust yourself is to actually fail more. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like to go through it. And it's like, oh. It's the hardest part about healing Mm -hmm. when you have BPD is like, okay, this is my identity until that is like fulfilled and lived out. And now Mm -hmm. it's no longer satisfying. I have Mm -hmm. to find it. The thing about that is like, I am pretty well medicated at this point and and i feel okay most of the time but i've been able to really identify um the bpd traits that still significantly play a role in my day-to-day or Mm -hmm. try to and i can i just see him from like a distance almost now and i'm like okay that's gonna happen if i you know if i do this i'm gonna feel this way and Mm -hmm. then i'm not gonna be able to sleep at night so i avoid the the you know the incidents and stuff but it's hard going through that yeah it's more losing people which is just a huge part of ppd dude i realize that i still so heavily wrap myself up in other people's perception of me and i i've tried and i've you know i've been working really hard to get past it and it's like so hard like understanding that this is going to be the the struggle for the rest of my life is learning to undo this um, cause yeah, it's, it's so hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's incredibly hard to try and unlearn how to, how to put on other people's personas, other people's likes, wants, and needs rather than your own. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes it's easier to people please than it is to, to put your boundaries up. Yeah. And that's what sucks in the reality of being a borderline. I think I speak for all of us when I say we lose almost everyone Mm -hmm. when we get better. And it's because when we're not okay, we are around people who keep us sick. Right. And that's, that's what I keep running into with like the people who used to be my friends before Mm -hmm. I had a kid. I'm like, Oh, you're like this. Okay. Well, you know, at my, at this point in my life, I, wish you the best but i'm not going to accept anything but this and i don't right. i don't care what anybody has to say about me that's your opinion keep it right i don't care like so it's just i don't know i've I been at the a point blessing and a curse i've been at the point where i'm trying to realize like i'm just ready to <clears throat> cut people off right now <laughs> and everyone's like that's so toxic and i'm like really I'm like, literally no, it's, it's not. not because everybody i had in my circle was there because i was fulfilling their needs yeah. if you're cutting people off for good reason you know then it's not toxic no. if you're cutting people off because you just want to because you want to hurt them that's toxic yeah i mean Obviously, I just really care about my mental health and I take it seriously. And if you're a friend of mine and you're not treating me in a way that I feel like is fair after I try to have that conversation with you, after I try to include you, Mm -hmm. after I try to be a part of your life, you're very hard to be a part of mine. And then like, it's just like. Can we just call fucking spade a spade? Like, what's so bad about being Being a shitty person? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Annie. You're right. I really haven't been there as much as I felt like, or, you know, you deserved. Yeah. Or even just being like, I'm sorry that the truth that I created for you was this, even though I don't feel like that was the truth. Like, you know what I mean? This person, one of these people was like, 
We literally just went out for your birthday. Do you know how long my birthday was? Like, that was literally almost six months ago. Yeah. You'd be like, um... It was like five months ago. Wait, four? Four or five. That's quite a while that I haven't seen you. And since then, you've been to these parties. I've seen you post pictures of your your kids' birthday parties. When you said you were coming to mine, you all said you were coming to mine and then canceled last minute. Which, mm-hmm. like, why the fuck do you even do that to people? That's the most disrespectful fucking thing you can do. I paid for food. Um... And, you know, I learned a really big lesson. Like, if I want people to be there for my son, I need to li- take a good look around and see who's who's going to be yeah. fucking, you know, a good enough role model for him. I'm not I'm not with these fucking flakes that all go out and don't even they want kid free events. I'm like, I don't I don't want kid free events. I want to be with my kid. Right. Like, I'm not getting wasted anymore. Like, some people can do that. I'm all for what you want to do but that's just not my vibe and like that's the only environment they want me included in it's like wow i tried to include you in my kid's life but you denied it and then when i said why can't i be included in your life you said you're being selfish i just saw you five and a half months ago yeah that's a lot that's that's narcissism that's gaslighting that's bullshit and And it's easy for me to be like, all right, well, you know, now that I'm this far healed, it just doesn't really bother me that I lost you because I never really had you. Like, that's the way it genuinely feels. I never really had you as a good friend. Right. So the only thing that happened is I cut the only little tiny strand that you had (laughs) tied into me and what you could get from me. Right. Whether you can see that or not. All they wanted was party, Annie. They didn't want all of you. They didn't want. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? Be shallow. Be superficial. That's just how some people are. And you know what? That's totally within their right to be that way. But again, I just want to live a genuine lifestyle. No shit aside. I, I wish them the best and they told me to fuck off. So <laughs> like, all right, bye. Right. Good Lord. Why would you just like, it just bothers me to a certain degree because it's like one of the people is getting divorced and I didn't know that and like was like you have no idea what I've been through and I'm like you know what like I'm sorry you're getting divorced but you literally haven't even been there for me and you expect me to show up for you you canceled plans with me and you said I don't feel well if you wanted to hang out and you weren't feeling well like mentally well you should have fucking come over I didn't know you needed me. You need to communicate. You know what I mean? Right. And they if were you're just not like, doing the communication, I'm not a mind reader. it to make it sound like I didn't, wasn't there for them. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like, I've tried to be there for you. Are you fucking crazy? And like, the one time that we were supposed to do something together, you bailed out for whatever reason, but can't communicate that you need someone. I can't predict that you need me. Right. You're not a mind reader. No. I'm not. Sorry, you're getting a divorce. Like, that sucks. But also, like, but how, don't, yeah, how would don't you have known that if you weren't in the circle and exactly. being told all that? I'm like, not involved with your life. So if you want to sit there and play pity party Yeah, you don't something to be like, I, you don't yeah. know about me. Be like, well, yeah, because you, you don't hang out with me. This is just more evidence yeah. to prove that, like, you're not a good friend. Yeah. It's just whatever. People are funny. It's People are dumb. But it's fine. I'm yeah. over it. And I'm over here like, I got... 
two new friends in my life in the past year. I got like really three because I'm including you. Mm. And I'm like, this is fine. Like we're all really different, but we all really are kind and accepting and communicative. And we give each other space. Yeah. We give each other space to be ourselves. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And we don't judge each other. I think that's the biggest part. You can't judge and be my friend. Right. I don't like that shit. No. Bullshit. For me, I've been thinking about, like, my relationship with Tristan and whatnot, and I keep finding that, like, the standards I'm setting for my relationship aren't standards from myself. They're, like, the old, like, the voices that, you know, are, like, you should have this, and it should be like that, and it should, 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 should. BPD. Yeah. BPD shit. Yeah, and it's total BPD shit. And I I realized the other day, listening to this song, that I was like, oh my gosh, I have been getting so bored with being like okay, like getting healthy, being all right, that I have been creating these like, like I kept asking myself like, why do I have these, you know, wants to go out and have like another partner, go out and do things like that? Like, why do I want to do that so bad? And I could only ever come up with I don't know, I like really deeply did not don't freaking know. And then I was thinking about the lyrics that came up and kind of like ringed a bell for me. I was like, oh, whoa, I get really bored when everything's okay. And so I've been creating these like, I like this person or I want it or, or I want to leave my partner for someone else Mm -hmm. to create more chaos. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, and then I started thinking about like, what is it that I really don't like about my relationship? And I was just like, I didn't like that. It was so normal i mean is that truly honest deeply explored I'm i mean there asking... are parts about tristan that like i don't like you know there th- i think there are things about all of our partners we don't like but when i look at my life i'm like i like my life can i ask you something yes is he supportive of you transitioning yeah okay well. he's like the most supportive of me transitioning then, then whatever you know what i mean like yeah. as long as he respects that but yeah no, and that's the thing is I kept asking this because I felt really bad because I was like, man, Tristan really loves me. He takes care of our kid. You know, whenever I have critique for him, he takes it well. Yeah, he has times where he fucks up, but he's human. And I'm like, my only critiques is that like he's embarrassed me in front of my family. But I'm like, when I look back, I'm all like, if it, if that, I know, I'm like, <laughs> but if it were, so. that's exactly what I was like. If we were anywhere else and that would have happened, would I be embarrassed? No, I would have been like, oh, ha ha, Tristan got drunk. Ha ha. It would have been not a big deal. But it's the, the, my family's ideas and judgments about who I should be with and what I should have and this and that, that I found is more the voice in my head than my own. This is why to have BPD because like you could absolutely be right and then you could absolutely be completely wrong about yourself at the same exact time. Yeah. It's, it's extremely complicated. It's stressful. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, no. I'm still working a lot of kinks out about my personality. Like, I figured out some more music I like. Nice. Like, I never really listened to Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, like, turned her on one day because I was like, man, this sounds interesting. Like, mm-hmm. what is the deal with this artist? Oh, my God. My mind is blown. I don't usually like that shit. Then I like the new Adele album. Also yep. very, very offbeat good. for me. It's very good. Very, very so good. So good. And the new Lizzo album, very different for me again. <laughs> but 
fucking rocking it. And it's just like, I could feel like now that I've been medicated for a little while, I'm able to um, sink my toes in the sand. Mm -hmm. I may not be like swimming yet and like free, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely getting my feet wet and it feels good. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs with this fucking car accident, though. Like, I definitely needed to up my medication, which I did. And I do feel a bit better. But it's it's just like, man, parenting is hard and partnership is hard. Very. They're two different things. So it's just exhausting. <laughs> and I work a lot. And I get frustrated because I got a lazy boyfriend. And, you know, just like, that's my life. It's not the world's worst shit. But sometimes I'm like... That's where I'm at. I get <laughs> How to the... do I convince him to just fucking pick <sighs> up your shit? See, and that's something that, like, I'm like, mm. it, like, I always go to the, well, wh- what are my parameters, right? Where am I supposed, when am I, quote unquote, supposed to, or should I, you know, be like, oh, I need to cut this off? I always like to try and figure out the outside line before trying to, like, we all even care about that. Yeah. We think of black and white. Right. And, it's black and, and white it's, all it's the time. It's not. It, but, it's, but it's not. And it's trying to live in color is love so Love has no hard. boundaries. <laughs> no, love has boundaries. It literally fucking does. Love um, has a lot of boundaries. It has a shitload. And, yeah, you got to figure, figure those out. Like, I feel like it's it's so different. Like, relationship before kid. Relationship after kid is, like, a totally different system because oh, yeah. you have yours, mine, and theirs. Uh-huh. And now... And then ours. Ours. And then, like, I don't know. Like, when Shepard was born, I took on a lot of the responsibility for him because I wanted Mm -hmm. it. Until I got so tired of doing everything by myself that I was like, oh, I can't. Otherwise, I'm going to be tired, exhausted, and this postpartum will never leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, eventually, you know, we moved into, like, a more of, like team effort and we still are a team effort it's just like this just i don't know sometimes dylan maybe is just not doing his best and just won't fucking perform the way you usually perform that's that's the hardest one is when you're like man when you're doing good when you're when you're and like that's the thing i struggle with tristan tristan you know goes through depressive episodes kind of like dylan fuck and it sucks because you're like can you just not can you just can you just stay at that good all the time? But it's like, I also realized, okay, so realistically, if I were, yeah, if I were to start a relationship with someone else, like that other person is also going to have downtimes yeah. where they're not their best. And that's why it's like, ah, it just sucks when you realize, oh, I can't just throw this away and try something else on, which is literally, back. that's the BPD lifestyle. It's like, oh, that one doesn't working right now. Throw it away. Put another one on. And I had to explain that to Dylan. So hard. I have to explain that to Dylan all the time. And I think he really gets it now because, like, our last argument, I was like, you have to understand that, like, once I am this, once I am starting to shout, mm. I am splitting. Yeah. There's no return. Yep. I need to leave the room or you need to leave yeah. the apartment. And you're the only one oh, yeah. in that moment who, who has, has control. control. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Thank no, you and Tristan at the Tristan's, same time. Tristan's learned the same thing with me. And I've. Uh, I haven't had a moment where I've split like that in so long and Ugh, I'm really I've proud had of like myself three this week and I'm like, oh, I'm really can sorry. I just stop? And it's just because like, I love him, but like, it's just been hard lately. And I, and it's just like, I, I want to feel good around each other. So I get frustrated when we do start arguing. Mm. So it's just like equally, it's just extra pressure 
But like last night we slept next together and it was just like so nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, can we just go back to this? And like my therapist is like, you just got to like push through that, you know, sleep next to each other if you can tolerate it. Yeah. Because it'll give you that closeness back. And as parents, you know what I mean? And like, well, dude, it's like energy. It's like energy healing. Mm -hmm. Like when you're together sleeping next to each other, your energies are still interacting. No, we need to do more to. And when when you both sleep deeply together, you both are going into REM together. Your sleep cycles will start to sync. Yeah. And that like that's a really soulful experience when you guys are sleeping deep together. Like for the first fucking six months Shepard was alive, it was like we had the most golden time in our relationship and it's just been like harder and harder and harder and I'm like I'm working a lot more Mm. I'm going on antidepressants um you know there's so much change going on and it's gonna keep changing like that's the thing about having kids that I'm realizing is like everything keeps changing and this is just gonna keep going until the kid reaches their own kind of plateau and then at that point we we don't even get to like sit back and relax we have to be like okay bye because that's when they're gonna want to leave the nest yeah, I know, right? And that's fucking suck. I know. I think about it and I'm like, wait, what? What? I want to keep I get mine. to do all that work and then they're going to leave. They're going to leave me. I want him to stay with me. It's fine. I'll just move to wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I will just oh, rent Annie. an apartment wherever he goes to college at and I'll be fine. <laughs> Annie, you cannot be that mom. I want to be that mom. I will be holding you back at the end of the driveway while Shepard is driving away. Look, I can... And Dylan's going to be like, go, go, go. And I'm going to be holding you. You're going to be sobbing. Shepard's going to be like... From fucking, what's that show? Uh, The Goldbergs. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm that mom. You are that mom. Have you pooped today? Have you done it? Come here, baby. I love you. Baby. Oh my god, I love that show. It's so good. I never imagined I would be that mom. You are so, so that, that mom. mom. <laughs> I have no shame in having an absolute obsession with my child. It's fine. There are worse things. It's fine. Like I, I don't think some people want children as much as I wanted a child. No, I don't even think half of people think about wanting children before they have children i didn't realize how much i didn't want a child until i had a child one thing i can say though is when me and tristan made our child she was made out of love like deep love we both wanted to have a baby we wanted to share that experience together and i think both of us also kind of understand what it's like to come out of a situation that was not created out of love yeah. And so, it, I don't know, for me, I'm like, that was Young, my standard. Yeah. As long as I was in love yeah. and we wanted the baby, that's what's important. And now that's where I'm like, here we are. We in did the, the same the thing, thing, but like literally at different ages. Yeah. That's why we're here having the podcast. The cycle does not break <laughs> when you get older. It, get, it breaks when you break it. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, that's why it's like so bizarre when we think about women's mental health. Because a large portion of it is so generationally, mm-hmm. like, affected by the trauma of all of those things. Like, it's insane. There's so many things that happen to women. And not just, like, fucking white women at all. But literally all sorts all of, of women. women. Yeah. Like, enslaved. All sorts of, like, the whole milk thing just has me beside myself. Oh I my swear gosh. to God, that's, like, the reason for slavery. Well, wet maids for one, yeah, was a huge reason for slavery, and then oh use, and God. then like, it's just like, like what makes my stomach turn. Yeah, huh. 
I'm just glad that I had a kid when I was 30 instead of when I was 25 or like 22 or whatever, because like that literally was like 10 plus years ago. It was like 12 years ago and it would have been a lot different. I'm glad I've had my kid. I do not regret having my child. I wish I would have waited. I wish I would have had my 20s to do what I wanted to do. I, I still do what I want to do. It's just curated around having a child. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely wish I would have waited, but I am happy with what I have. And I can also see that having Sylvia has kept me from getting myself into predicaments. See, <laughs> I have not gone to get, jail yet. She's going to be grown up one day and then you're going to be like, Dude, she's going to be grown what? when I'm like 35. I know. And then you're going to know who you fuck you are. You're going to be who the fuck you are. And you're going to be able to live your best life. Yep. Which is like, I'm kind of like, that's that like all like, see how it kind of like flows together. I feel like that's the same thing with Shepard. See, the thing with me is I'm like, what do I have to do to break the cycle? Right? Like what is, cause like for all everyone's different. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, but like also like for me, I'm like, okay, does that mean that I don't have a partner completely? Is that like one of the, the keys I have to have to break it? Right. I think it's all inside of you. No. And that's what I'm saying is like you create the break. And so for every person, it's different. Yeah. So like just no, because your parents saying. divorce doesn't mean <laughs> you need to stay with your partner to break the cycle. You could get divorced and do what your parents did and still break the cycles. Right. Yeah. Same thing with me. I could still stay with someone and break a cycle or I could be separate and break a okay, cycle. Okay, so you're sitting there thinking because your point but of view I keep is that trying, your parents I keep didn't trying get to figure divorced. out right. I keep trying to figure Got out it. what the parameters are, but the parameters are me. Like I cre- anything that I, you know what I mean? I create the parameters. <laughs> I am the parameters. Massacre outside. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Jeez. Like, oh. No, parameters for sure. And like that's the thing is once I hit my 20s and I realized I have all this money and I do whatever I want and I can do whatever I want whenever the fuck I want. Holy shit. Like, you're right. But you're going to have that moment with a lot more knowledge. <laughs> and you're going to go a lot farther than I did, man. I only made it to, like, Hawaii and I want to go to Japan. And I had a Japan booked. Uh, a, sorry. I had a trip to japan booked in 2020 well let's freaking go to japan dude i mean i want to but i let's really figure it out right now well i mean let's figure like it out eleven thousand dollars in debt right now everyone's always in debt like no one thing i realize is rich people are the you most don't in understand debt. i'm that much in debt with APRs that are going crazy because interest rates have been and I'm not going anywhere until that shit's under three. <laughs> and luckily eight thousand of it is actually not financed, but three thousand is, and I just want to pay that off. There you go. And I then, mean that's not that and hard. Then I just have to pay my grandparents. I'm so blessed. It's fucking lucky. Oh that's why I'm like, dude, let's plan oh something out in like two years and go. Yeah, take two years to save up. I just really want Shepard to be able to come. It's oh. not like seeing like, you need like, to take uh, time for you too. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, but like if I do that, I'll probably go by myself. Is that's not weird? Because like the whole trip yeah. to Japan was gonna be planned by myself. Well then, yeah, do it by I mean, yourself. Then. Like I, I'm like, it's and then really we can just go somewhere else. We can go to like. Let's go to fucking Hawaii, please. I just want to go to Hawaii so bad all the time. You're like, I've been to Hawaii nine times. I'm yeah, like, can I we go? To, can we go to like Bali? 
super cheap. You know what? If you really want to go to cool. some obscure abstract place, I'll go with you. You want to go to the Dominican Republic? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Or Jamaica. Dominica. Well, let's go to the Dominican Republic. They have really good food. And we will come back skinny. Because <laughs> everything makes you shit. Oh, hella tapeworms. Is that where we get the tapeworms to make us skinny? I mean, I'm not... If you willfully want tapeworms, I'm sure there's a person there that will give you tapeworms. Okay, what are we supposed to talk about today? Because we are at 30 minutes in. I'm just curious. I think we're talking about validation. Uh, yeah, and like learning how to val- <laughs> learn how to validate yourself rather than searching for validation in others. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, that is a big part of BPD because like... And I've said this a million times and I said it earlier, like with my therapist, like I have the hardest time making decisions because I don't trust myself. Yeah, and you don't know so if it's you rooted. or if it's something that's deeply rooted into like your trauma. It's always rooted in my trauma. I had my parents like, I think I'm and like, this is where I'm at with my BPD. I've been able to acknowledge like oh, I don't like doing this. And then I have to sit there and be like, there's a reason why. And you can think about it. And I give myself a minute. And yeah, 20 million, 20 million, 99% of the time, it dials back to the abuse that I experienced with my dad and my stepmom. And like the reason that I don't trust myself is because they never let me be myself. Yeah. They never allowed me to make mistakes. And when I did, I was severely punished. Oh yeah. So like, I'm not even exa- example. Um, I forgot to make a salad for dinner on accident, and I was not allowed to go to homecoming because of that. I also did not al- get allowed to finish my dinner. I See, was told to leave the table. My stuff would be like my mom took us shopping for prom dresses, and the night of prom, after we got our makeup done, she'd be like, oh, you guys look so good. And she'd be like, now go take it off. You're not going. And I'd be like, what? Excuse me? It would be leave. that kind of stuff. My mom would literally gaslight us, and she'd be like, well, I didn't get to go. And I'd be like, what do you mean? She's like, I never got to go to prom. Why would you get to go to prom? And I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. And so I'd go get my dad. And then my dad would yell and scream at my mom for hours, which was me, tra- not me traumatizing myself. My dad was traumatizing us. It was all but trying to get us, everybody. <laughs> trying to get us what we want, right? But By, like, harassing my mom. Yeah. I went through similar shit with my stepmom and my dad because, like, there would be times that they disagreed on parenting me. And then, like, mm. my stepmom would be like, you need to go to apologize to Annie because of the way my dad acts. And I'm like, this is so confusing. It's just always really, she was super, super manipulative. And all my dad wanted was just to be married to her. Oh and God. just like, whatever, turned into a total fucking monster. Can we talk about for a sec how like there are just too many men that just want to be married to a woman. And like, that's all that they want in life. Like, just think about that. Like how, how monotonous, sad. yeah, how sad, like literally like 98% of men and especially men in the military their only dream is to get married and have children and I'm like what why what the fuck you don't want to do anything else in the world and they're like, like well anything else is extra and you're like Any- anything else is extra motherfucker having a wife and kids is extra like yeah. that's the extra like everything you're going I just I'm so lucky that I didn't just do life like that I was like no I really want to wait to have kids See, I'm and I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not going to get stuck to where I'm just like, I I, I don't want to settle down to where I'm stuck when I'm older because I do want to have a life. And I do want to do things. Yeah. Is that my stuff? This is your stuff. <laughs> Thank don't you. It. Oh, my gosh. This is. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is mine. I got Oakley. Uh, yeah, no, oh. that's just like stuff that I didn't want that I thought you might okay. want. Um, okay. Cool. 
Like, yes. Yes. Stuff. Um, like this is yeah i just gave oak a bunch of random things i think there's also another thing out there yeah there's a little little pill case (gasps) there is a little um thai plushie and it's a raccoon and its name is oki and i was like tristan it's me i'm the trash panda i'm the trash panda (laughs) and he's like oh my gosh and i was like no but for real because i always take everyone's hand-me-downs like that's just my style it's like i don't really shop for myself i just get hand-me-downs and i style it out (laughs) or i thrift I think the hardest part for me, like with the validation factor and like trusting myself Mm. is like also having a partner who's also healing. No, that's so hard because it's a mind fuck because like they'll, (sighs) you know, we'll just gaslight each other sometimes. Yeah. And like, like I've told him time and time again, like if I'm splitting this, it's game over. Like we're not going to be able to talk about it. And he's usually pretty good about it. He's usually like, all right, I know Mm -hmm. you're not going to be okay. But sometimes he'll be a fucking dick about it but we'll still just like you know separate it's just it's so hard though when you have someone who also doubts you and Mm -hmm. then you doubt yourself and you're like i just need a minute to just just calm down and think and and that's why i burn a lot of sage this whole room smells like a fucking campfire now (laughs) like i'm just like it's got good vibes i just need that energy whatever i can get because <laughs> this car accident really just set me back um spiritually and emotionally just like ugh. and it sucks but you know it gives me an opportunity to grow somewhere i never grew so yeah i'm just kind of like taking it as it comes right. um it hasn't been that bad lately this weekend has been fun so yeah. i'm just taking it as a win and then like i work next week but the week after that is i got off nice so i'm gonna be like we and shepherd are gonna go to the beach we're gonna have fun heck yeah where you to do the things like my biggest joy in life is just taking him to to do things and explore. He's so oh my gosh, he just like walked right out mm. into the river with no shoes on. Mm-mm. I'm like you Dude, are insane. <laughs> we went to six with Sylvie uh, last year or two years ago, something like that. I think it was last year when she was little. Um, and she jumped right into like the deep rushing water like oh, she had a, she had her um life vest on and everything but she was watching me and tristan do it and she wanted to do it so we're like okay come on oh my god balls. and she just went and did it i was like oh my goodness yeah that's when we knew that's when we knew sill had <laughs> some balls <laughs> oh maybe she will one day fuck <laughs> freaking well maybe she'll be like a a stunt double or something i don't know dude i ask her all the time now she doesn't say she's a bug she says she's a girl she goes i'm sylvie i'm a girl and i'm like oh okay she definitely puts off that that persona. Oh yeah, she's a girl. She's she is the Sylvie, girl. Yeah, and I like unicorns and fucking glitter. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I could. I could tell. I could tell, and he'll love it though because like I always wanted like a little girl around like that. So I'm like, oh, what's up, kid? <laughs> so I got her a bed set because I'm like, I was gonna get it sooner, but they crashed my car. But then work gave me a whole bunch of Amazon shit. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then Amazon's like taking forever to deliver shit now, which I don't really care if they do or don't. Nice. Whatever. It'll be here like next week. Whenever we get it, it'll be fine. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um. Other than that, like, since I started meds, it's just been eight. I've been a lot 
more capable of acknowledging the symptoms of BPD or the traits of BPD mm-hmm. that I carry most with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the black and white thinking. Big one. Black and white thinking all day long. And I'm just like, huh. like road rage is black and white thinking. Uh, yeah. 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 It literally is. And I hate it because I always have road rage. <laughs> right. Always like, motherfucker. It just, just sucks, sucks too because it like, I don't know about this for you, but for me, um, when I am like doubting myself, it'll feel so true and so real. Yes, it's but very real. Then when you ask yourself the questions, you know, like, is this real? Like, how does this really affect me? Like, do I have evidence to support this thought? Yada, yada. It starts to feel so distant. You know what I mean? And it's like, it just, it feels so strange. Yeah. And it, and to the point where it's like, well, man, this feels so strange. Like, was my original gut thing? Like, that's the hardest part about being BPD is, is my gut, gut actually yeah. right or not? Like, <sighs> trial and error and trust and what makes sense. Like, check the facts is the biggest DBT skill yep. you can use. Well, and that's exactly what I do is I ask myself, like, you know, do I, like, is this we do you an know? episode on DBT skills? Because, like, should. there's a few of them that I looked up and then I used through mm-hmm. the book. It was, like, a DBT-style book. Yeah. Um, it helped me identify what parts of BPD I had. And then, like, when I was, like, now that I've been medicated, I looked back into it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it really makes sense because, like, the black and white thinking is because of the polarization that my parents had yep. on, on my point of view yep. as a young impressionable child. And then like, you know, uh, my mood swings, that's the worst part about BPD. If you ask anybody, I feel like it's the worst part because your mood swings are like, not just like, Oh, I'm happy right now. And then I'm kind of sad later. No, I'm skipping around and dancing on top of the house. And then I am digging my grave. Cause then I want to die. Yeah. Like those are our mood swings. Um, that's what it's like. It's what it feels like. And it's exhausting. Yep. And it's sad. And eventually throws you into like other things like okay now i'm gonna be in an anxious state for a month or i'm gonna be depressed for a month oh my god yeah and like these medications only help us try to manage that it doesn't help us fucking just like be better yeah no that's the hard that's the hard thing too is realizing like well at what point am i doing so much that it's becoming too much and i'm like hindering myself like at what point do i just have to accept that this is how i am this is how i'm gonna act in the situation this is how my brain is always gonna yeah And that's, I know how you feel and it's exhausting because you're just like, will I ever trust myself? And like, sometimes when we talk about like where we're both at, I'm sometimes like more taken back because like I can actually see myself growing sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like I actually am at a state where like, look, I just cut off like a whole circle of people Mm -hmm. that I've just felt like. They weren't healthy for me. They weren't They weren't here cheering me on. They weren't, you know, they weren't supportive when I asked them to be more present. And then there are ultimately just fucking toxic people. Fuck. Right. And, like, fine. Like, but I don't feel the loss like I did before in the beginning before all of this diagnosis and figuring out who I was. Like, when I lost my first best friend, she just, like, stopped talking to me. For no reason. Like, I just was, like, upset one day. And this was before I had Shepard. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, disappeared. Um, I had gotten back from a vacation with her. And she was, like, upset with something I had said. 
and I didn't I never heard from her again and then she adds me back when I'm pregnant and only to like like when I told her I was like I think I'm really dealing with postpartum and like things are really dramatic in my family my dad just blocked my phone number she like says oh well did he you act all crazy on him like you did to me because I would understand why he would be upset Wow, what a bitch. And I told her, I was like, that's really messed up that you would say that. Yeah. I'm really struggling right now, and all I need is support. And she just deleted me and blocked me again. <laughs> so, like, oh, fuck you, you stupid fucking cunt, first of all. I'm just going to say that. Second, it, it was so hard to lose her the first time that when I lost her the second time, I realized, like, um, I'm literally never going to be able to let you back in my life. Because if I am, that means I have to be vulnerable. And I have already been bitten by your mm-hmm. disgusting disease twice. And I'm not going to get bitten by it again. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, fool me one shame on you. Um, and I learned through this journey that, like, especially with postpartum women and motherhood, you don't abandon a mom like that. You don't treat another mom like that ever. If you can't handle it, just fucking say that. That's really not that hard. Send them the suicide prevention hotline. But don't sit there and be like, oh, is it because you're crazy? Yes, bitch, it is because I'm fucking crazy, first of all. Second, that's no way to treat another mother. Yeah. It isn't. And it was heartbreaking and sad. Well, so, like, no way to losing all these other people ain't shit. Because, like, I'm, ex- I'm experienced. I lost her. I lost my dad. I lost my fucking sister. I- I'm just whatever. See, I'm just trying to learn how to let people love me. I'm learning how to meet new people is, yeah. I think, where I'm at. I- I'm definitely trying to learn how. Because I'm like, man, every time that uh, I get. Because I really like being the breadwinner. I really, I do. I just realize, like, I like being the one that's. I like being daddy. You know, I like being in charge. Daddy. Yeah. And I like being like, no, I pay for all this shit. And I, and I really like, like, even though it gets hard and sometimes I feel like I am working for someone else to have a life. Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) I, I also understand like, man, if I really were like born a male, right. And Tristan was a woman. Like, this is just what's expected of men all the time. Yeah. Like, without question. So, it's kind of like, I don't know. I've been having a lot of realizations like that. This thing in my pocket is burning up. Oh, um, shit. did not think that was on. Yeah. And that, and, like, with BPD, you never really... What was I going to say? What were you just saying? I, I got distracted. I did, too, because my thing was burning up in my pocket. Um, I was saying, like... If you were born a man. If I was born a man, right, and and Tristan was a woman, like, our situation would just be what's already expected. And I keep having the voices of, like, my parents in my head being like, oh, well, you know, he should do more. And, like, you know, it's not fair. And I was like, well, if I were a dude, though, this would be expected. I'm just so lost on people who play out or, like, play the gender role card because I'm like, I've just been so heavily integrated into the man's warehouse Mm -hmm. I used to do auto body paint, you know, like I've been so integrated into a man's world that like I've been offensive to them for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm used to it. And then like I see your side of things, too, because your family's hella old school. Yeah. Well, and like my entire trauma is being like forced to be female. Like I 
I used to identify with being a male when I was a child. And I used to be like, I was the boy before Max was born. That was me identifying with it. But I knew subconsciously that that was not okay because of the religious trauma and and all Fuck. and and Back growing up how okay, i did even if you weren't religious exactly that's why it's like i grew up with the the social norms that like you are what you are supposed to be i remember the first time that i met I someone like to be that explained it to me because this person was born a man and was a good friend of mine mm-hmm. like jobby friend and he took me out to lunch one day and he's like I want you to tell you something. I want to, I want you to know mm-hmm. that I want to be a woman, but I am stuck in this body. And I was like, this was like 2010. So it was pretty yeah. early time. And I was like, so like I had a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. Like, so like, do you want, do you want to be with a woman or a man? He's like, I don't care. And I'm like, what is that? That's one of mean? the hardest things. Yeah, it's because we think that it has. I that still didn't understand we for years. Think that it has parameters around sex, biological right. creating humans. At that time, that's the only mindset that I had. That and most people have. He's like, sometimes I want to be a man. Sometimes I want to be a woman. I just like being both. My entire life, I wanted to be a man, and I there wasn't even a term for it. Like He's I never non-binary. Underst- yeah, that person was non-binary, yeah. and I'm just like. In 2010, we couldn't figure that out as yeah. easily for for some folks, and it's just sad. I I buried it so deep that when I started feeling like I wasn't being female enough, I started hypersexualizing myself mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I'm just not pretty enough, right? But that was never really the issue. The issue was I saw a boy because I, I am yeah. a boy, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> But in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I keep seeing a boy. It's because I look boyish. I'm ugly, yada, yada, regardless of the attention that I was getting. even if you do look boyish and you want to identify as a woman, you do look beautiful. Yeah. And you you feel, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I think it's great that you chose to be like, well, I can be both. And like, that's like taking, that's like taking the power. I I love having moments. Like, I, I love the idea of being a moment, right? Like in moments, do I want to be hyper femme and be like super like, like this is, this strongly is femme? Like, I'm yeah. like, yes. But most of the time I want to be relaxed and I want to be taken seriously. Uh, I want to be taken as um like my masculine form. Like I don't want to be taken lightly and like, like I'm going to just sugarcoat everything. Yeah. Like femininely, you know, like. And some women can do that all the time. For me, it's exhausting. I want to be taken in a serious, more masculine tone. And that's just kind of how I view it. Isn't that, like, more your natural? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a low voice, too. But, like, I am on the same way, same almost type of wavelength, but not non-binary or anything. Like, I feel that same thing. Like, there's moments where I'm like, put Britney on. And then there's moments where I'm like, let's fucking play Mastodon. And, like... That is my brain. I have like these, uh, like, and I go from hyper femme to to very masculine. And I don't know if it's like people pleasing or if it's just like all of the things that I've absorbed through my life since I had BPD. 
I became mm-hmm. and this is what comes out. And like slower and slower, I become more truly Annie. Right. So I'm smacking the mic, but I become more true to myself, which apparently is like this hippie dippy lady that has fucking crystals and shit. Apparently I'm just an obnoxious gay, which is fine. Which is I fucking love it. Great. I've always wanted an obnoxious, um, obnoxious gay. Well, in my I always life. wonder, like, okay, so when my mom had these gay friends, I was their like favorite. They loved me. I'm like, why? Why it's did I vibe. always? I fit. I fit it. I just. It's a trauma it in. vibe. But it's, it's a, a vibe. trauma vibe. Like, but really. And then like, um, when I lived with my best friend, when they uh, identified as a man for for you know good time, uh, they were they started going through their transition, and um, at that time started identifying then as a woman. And I, like when I started telling them about stuff that I was going through, they were like, that sounds like trans shit. And I was like, no, no, and like, no, 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 and then like. <laughs> And then I started realizing through like Reddit mostly was like, dude, regular people or cis people don't think about trans stuff. Even if they know about it, it just does not, they just don't think about it. Right. And I was like, oh, well, I think about it a lot. See, this is why I set that boundary at work with people because like I want to not just like make myself more comfortable, but I also want to send a message, which is like, it may be hard to figure out how to address someone, but if you can figure out how to not address me as Annie girl or woman mm-hmm. or hun or how any to of those. respect me. Yeah. And it's actually like the last week at work has actually been hard for them because like they are so used to calling me hun and I hate being called hun. I hate it. It's creepy. It's gross. I'm not hun. I'm Annie. Yeah. That's the only name I want to be called by. And like, I set that boundary and it's been hard for all of them. And I'm just like, what are you guys going to do when a non-binary folk come in? Like there was one, their name was Daisy. And like, they always called them a she. I'm just like, Oh God. Oh, also I'm outing my coworker fucking pissed me off. That coworker that you said would buy me a drink. They came up and they're like, hey, oh, I just wanted to say, like, have a good night. And I was like, yeah, right. I was like, you came just in time. You can buy me a drink. And they're like, oh, I, I don't do that. And I was like, I well, don't that- do that. And I looked at him. <laughs> I looked at him. And I was just like, then why are you, like, even here? <laughs> and then I just was like, okay, bye. And, like, turned and was like, he okay. Was like, oh, no, we were cool. We had a drink together. And, like, the whole time he's like, she, 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 she. And I'm like, No, we they. did not have a drink together. Okay, he kept calling you she. And then when I kept correcting him three times inward, he was like, I don't do that. And I was like, well, I don't listen to people who don't do that. And I walked away. <laughs> yeah, no, he, li- I, he, he literally came like, over and he's like, I just wanted friend. to say, like, have a good night. And I was like, yeah, okay. I he's was like, creepy. no one does that. And then he tried dancing next to us the entire night like, to the point I where I was literally about him. to like stop and just be all like, you need to leave before I start beating your ass because I will get kicked out of here. This coworker just drives me nuts, to be honest with you, because like I just I always have problems with just like his behavior. And I'm just over it, dude. I'm so over it. That's all I can say, because I I might say more than I want to. But yeah, the fact that he was just so disrespectful to me and was like. I don't do that. And I'm like, dude, you have a non-binary kid too. Like yeah. this is sad, but whatever. Mm, fuck you. So I, it's like sad because like, I think this person really wants people to like them and it's just so horribly oh, misled. No. They're, they're literally just so cut up in the patriarchy that they, they cannot oh, yeah, understand. They're so self-absorbed. Ugh. 
Well, I mean, they are a white cis male, so I mean, that's yeah. still being obsessed with patriarchy. It's a, it's, it's a it's a symptom of being a white cis male, just like being a white cis female. Yeah. Like I've had to like really open my eyes and if it wasn't for having a gay sister in the 90s man i wouldn't be on this train as far as i have been <laughs> was like i had some fucked up te- parents in my teenage years and if i didn't have the gay sister in the 90s i wouldn't be able to make my way back out of that hole <laughs> right i would have been voting for trump <laughs> oh my God. um but you know everybody has their own opinions mm-hmm. i just don't think anybody who listens to this show likes trump I very much doubt that they do. And if you are a person who likes Trump and you listen to the show, thank you for being like willing to listen to to people who don't agree with those uh, ideals. I wonder how you sleep at night with all these conflicts in your brain because I can't do all that drama. I'm like, hey, take the olive branch. There's a guy over. <laughs> on my on my. OK, so like I. I did the little promotion because TikTok sent me coins. Mm-hmm. So I, I used the coins and I did the promotion. And actually, we got a, pl- a bunch more plays. Which awesome. Shout out to anybody who, like, started listening to us. Thank you. Based off of those TikToks. I really fucking appreciate it. We look There'll be more ridiculous. Yes. We'll just keep making more. Um, and, yeah, like, I don't mind making ass of myself. But, yeah, it's all for the gram. I mean, the pod. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> for the gram, the pod, the cast, the vine. Uh. But there's somebody <laughs> on there that, like, fucking... He is a big, big Trump-loving, gun-having, blue-bleeding, blooding, whatever, American. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you following me? Like, I've clearly stated, like, openly, like, y'all want to keep your guns, but you want to ban abortion? Probably because at some point they connect with us because, like, that's the whole point. or, Or, like, you start to learn about people like why we connect with others is like through exploration and connection and what we actually feel safe through so when you grow up in a a situation where you are like this is this 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 and this you seek structure you seek people who tell you what life is even if you disagree with them because more than likely you're going to assimilate with those people because they post shit that's like joe and the hoe yeah no, but like, think about it. It's it's like funny. it's, it's kind of like how water wears down rock over time. I just don't understand why. I guess I get it because I used to do the same thing. Yeah, I used to be a libertarian, which is like picking the middle of the road, which I think honestly could function in a perfect world. But mm. we live in a very imperfect world. So right now it's like Titanic in America. Basically. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And I'm just over here like I don't understand people who are still trying to deny that we're sinking. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking care whose fault it is. Let's not debate this. Yeah. Like there are people fucking dying still. And you guys want to fucking make a debate. And it's like life or death is really simple. You know what I mean? Life or death is really simple. And there are people in this world who are still fighting about it. And I'm like, this country is fucked. And I'm, and it makes me upset. It, it really fucking sent me back with my mental health too. Right. That on top of my car accident, like I was just getting over my car accident and boom, this shit hit and it hit me harder than I really wanted it to make me feel yeah. like it was a lot harder. It still is. Cause every time I talk about it, I'm like, God damn motherfucking leave my fucking vagina alone. Like God, Leave everyone's fucking uterus 
to themselves. Mm-hmm. Give Americans an autonomy. This is a big part of mental health. And my therapist even agrees with me. Like, this is wrong. And you want to fucking sit here and solve our gun problem when, say, mental health, when you want to sit here and at the same time and take away women's right to their own bodies and autonomy makes no fucking sense. Here's a really great way to get on top of the gun control thing, right? How about women don't have sons who they're forced to have and then the boys grow up with their mother telling them i was forced to have you i never wanted you or how about just mandatory vasectomies and then once you're married you can have it undone yeah since we have such a high sexual assault rating in our country in our country well, it would just it would just make it e- it would make it equal for you know if if people who own vaginas and uteruses have to carry to term then it that's a force on your body, right? Every yeah. person. So every person who does not own a vagina should then have to be forced to have a vasectomy until it's then reversed. If we're going to have like, a force on one body, we have a force on all bodies. We can just leave everybody the fuck alone. Well, that ain't ever going to happen. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's got to be control God somewhere. bless America. At least we got our guns. Mm. All right. Fuck, fuck America. God, I couldn't have done that any better. I couldn't be the most perfect person to say that. But yeah, okay. Point taken. I hate, I hate this fucking country sometimes just because, like, I am sitting here with a platform that is based in mental health, and I don't want to be talking about American politics. But here we are in the middle of this shitstorm where we're in the eye of it. Yeah. Mental health is in the eye of all of this, yep. and like. We can't not talk about it. I stopped following a couple of podcasts that wouldn't talk about it. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Why? Because you have a Southern podcast? Is that why you don't want to fucking talk about it? Fuck you. You're the ones that should be fucking talking about it. Yeah. And at this point, I don't respect you if you can't stand with me right now. Or any of the people who are fucking dying or suffering or struggling. Yeah. Biden actually put in an emergency order for birth con- or the emergency... So basically, emergency contraceptive can be sent Mm. nationwide. It can't be denied. Um, And then anybody who's seeking an abortion that is in a life-threatening situation, Mm -hmm. a doctor must perform it. Otherwise, they're breaking federal law at this point. Um, And that includes women who say, I'll kill myself unless I get an abortion. Which is pathetic that a woman has to literally fucking tell you that I'd rather die than have a have a baby it's none of your fucking business wife but yeah yeah we're getting there so at least women won't die in an excruciating rate yeah but thanks biden for finally doing that but you, you know well you know what I think i'm about? sorry obama or anybody could have fucking cauterized roe we free weighed long before and I, I hate to bring up the past but like this could have really been a lot different yeah if people would have really taken women's rights seriously and that's just like a pro like a proven point of like this is why women are still fighting for recognition and inequality. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it as a whole. Because y'all don't get it. It's always <laughs> made sense for the 1%, the people that really own the country, right? Yeah. To make sure that the working class can't choose if they reproduce or not. 
because then that ensures their survival. And at this point, where where are we? We're at the point of them dying out. So what are they going to do? They're going to create a system where we have to have a working class, a huge working class. There's going to be mass production. There's going to be more money made. Like they're going to print more money. There's going to be they're going to do what they did in 2010. Say how weird it is. How different the roles have changed since COVID. Before COVID, it was more like. The Liberal Party wanted more government assistance, more people dependent on the government, more people dependent on on a a status quo. And that's why I was very much in the middle at the time, because Mm -hmm. it just at the time, the Liberal Party was going to ham because they hated Trump so much. And it it didn't make sense to me. But now that I realize, like, kind of, like, who Trump really was and all that other stuff, it makes sense why people were so extreme on the on the left. Yeah. Um, but, boy, once this, this election happened, like, those Trump supporters got way more crazy. And, well, and no I one just, really ever saw that happening. I just don't like how the idea of looking at other first world countries and how they run their shit is not like on the table you know what i mean like that's just literally like yes. on both sides they're like why the fuck would we do that and it's like well maybe because we literally americans that's, well also like the whole <laughs> propaganda that you're spewing is like we came from europe we like grew past what they were doing right no we're sense. supposed to be bigger and better like we're supposed to have grown past them then why are we not like doing the exact same thing we did which was look at what they were doing and then do it better yeah, because then we would see that actually we're extremely conservative well, maybe we're moving towards a different change because like at this point, like there's going to be a massive there. OK, first of all, I just truly don't believe that like the Republicans are going to win this one because there are so many um, pe- there's so much non-bipartisan support, not just from that, but like from people in the Republican Party who don't support abortion rights being taken. So like there's going to be a shift. I mean, like, oh, I think it's either going to be Justice like the Thomas rich on the poor. Justice Thomas has been getting harassed and, and people are asking him to step down. Like, I'm telling you, like, there's there's going to be a change. I just don't know what's going to happen to get us there. I could see something very similar that's going on in, like, India with classism. The rich attacking the poor, the poor, the wh- hordes, as they call them, attacking the rich. This um, is so weird. It's like America's... Whoops, I'm change but I, I really can see that happening. And, and a, a whole civil war based off of like the rich and who they can hire to fight for them so based off like the rich and who can hire who they can hire to fight for them and then it's going to be like the working class citizens fighting against them that's the kind of thing that i see happening like in the near future just because of how polarized uh america is it's more polarized now than it was before our original civil 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 war if i can get that out of my mouth I think Americans are so used to the privilege of not having to fight for what they have that most of them, whether they're a liberal or a conservative, it really doesn't matter. A lot of people are just taking the high road and just not doing anything. Yeah. And that's just as toxic as being, you know, a Trump freedom fighter who wanted to break into the Capitol or whatever. Like, you're just as bad to our system and i hate saying that because like look it's your you're a human being you should be able to do whatever you want but look we're all in this fucking together we're all stuck in this country together and if you want to pitch in it's going to make all of our lives better but if you don't totally get it it's your choice i can't control people right but 
it sucks because like if we just had people who are like no this is fucking wrong like i'm sorry it still irks me that like so many people want to sit here and call me oh you're just you're a man-hating feminist well actually i am (laughs) but besides being a man-hating feminist i'm also a feminist which is more than a fucking man-hater we are so much more than that like True feminism isn't men hating. It's wanting men to have the freedom to be who they want to be without allowing anyone to persecute anyone for who they are. That is what true feminism is. Yeah. And the reason why it took the name feminism is because women were the one to coin this. Men wanted to continue the tradition of breaking people down so that they can control them and make them do what they want them to do. And we just want to be able to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And like, and like learn really from other people's experiences because that's like that's yeah. the coolest part about being humans it on a floating fucking so rock in the cosmos. so many more lesbians in the world than there are. I mean, <laughs> you know that. Uh, yeah heck yeah so much sense no that's that's like a huge reason why uh like you see a rise in in lesbians and and especially postpartum yeah because you realize how awful the patriarchy is how awful this this idea of like oh just get married and have a baby and you'll be happy like i fell into and then i was like oh wait that does not make you happy and then you'll figure out that you're actually gay yeah a lot of people and i feel like a lot men of be fighting demons they're just fighting bisexuality i know like my gay friend at work i was telling you he's like 65 and he's like you know how many married cis white men i've fucked and i'm like i believe oh yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> i believe it yeah. and they're probably going to be married for the rest of their lives well you know what's <laughs> funny is like throughout history like um high heels started out as a man's thing and this has been do- like this has been noted throughout history Anytime that women take over a man's thing, men dip the fuck out. Fashion was a man's thing. Wigs was a man's thing. Um, Beauty was a man's thing until women got into it. And then men dipped the fuck out. And that's literally what we're talking about is like the patriarchy is like the, the misogyny that is taught to us without actually teaching us the rules. It's, it's the, it's growing up where, the little boy gets to pick on girls, but as soon as a little girl picks on a boy, she gets in trouble. Yeah. I understand that feeling, too, because, like, I went through the same misogyny. Well, and what's, so what stupid. upsets me is there are grown-ass people who still hear that, and they don't... It doesn't click. I know. And then, like, their first instinct is to be defensive because their brains can't wrap around how to respect someone with a different point of view you know what i think it is i think their brains cannot accept that they have built an entire reality off of this because like that's a very key basis to base your your entire reality off of right right that men and women are essentially completely different and have really no similarities other than that they can create a baby together and that's essentially what the patriarchy teaches is that you know men are the the ultimate the elite and they have women to create their babies. There's, yeah. I gotta, like, put a link in for the National Health Institute. They have a whole explanation on the patriarchy yes. and um, internalized misogyny and all of it. This is the National Institute for Mental Health, yeah. mind you. Um, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, there are people who don't believe this, but here's the science. Like, literally, our tax dollars did the research for the science and it's behind right this. here. You paid um, for this. <laughs> but go ahead. Teach your kids that 
if you have are born with a penis, you are a man. I don't and care. And you have to do these things and you have to be like All this. All right, we got to wrap this up. I know. Do we you have any mantras to manifest to? I want to have sounds for these, like mantras to manifest <laughs> to. Mantras, check the facts. Like, sometimes I have big emotions. A DBT skill, like, but a very good one for everyone to use. Check yeah. the facts. What does that mean to you? to what do you want will you explain what that means because i don't feel like it's that for for me i'll have times where i'm like i want to leave my partner i want to be completely by myself like the and i create this narrative of like which borderlines always yeah i create this narrative that like they're using me they just live off me they don't love me yada yada they have to check the facts i'm like well if they were just using me would they literally not want to be with anybody else but me and i was like well no they would they would want to have their own life right they would want to do their own things he doesn't really want to do that he yeah, wants check, to be a part of my check life the facts within your environment yeah. and, and see if things make sense and then you also check the facts in your head like for me it's always like i feel like he doesn't give a fuck about me that motherfucker is <laughs> yep. a piece of shit yeah. and and then you have checking to think about my head it and, and like, like no. look at the ways that he does show that yeah. he cares and it's not the way that you necessarily want it right now but you guys can work on those things. Yeah. And thinking he doesn't love you and that he's a pile of shit is not true. <laughs> well, and like, also, that's my BPD. It's like, you better in my head. I mean, I can't do also, that to him. Seeing what they do. So, like, Tristan, for me, like, keeps the place clean. For me, that's like just a, yeah, you're supposed to keep the place clean. I I'm not really good at it, but. That. I, well yeah i'm not really good at it check the facts is good though whenever you're upset check the facts check think the facts. about what's going on yeah. look around your environment think about why you're feeling that way yep. like it's a, like i was looking at somebody who posted an emotional wheel which was like mm. i'm feeling sad happy angry excited whatever right and like it all expanded into other types of emotions and i was like oh this would be really great to use for like shepherd when he gets a little older mm-hmm. is like okay well which one are you feeling and you can expand on i remember what's seeing happening that. and you can work backwards too you can work backwards on it yeah I didn't uh, think about that. that that one was a really cool one to see for myself because i was like wow there are so many emotions i haven't actually felt I don't really know what this one feels like, even though I know it stems from this kind of emotion. Right. I've never really felt that. And there's so yeah. many more emotions than we think about. I like really relate to all the angry ones when it comes to people who are hard, <laughs> hard to deal with in my life. And I mean, that's just the reality, though. Like, they may never understand me, but I may get to a point where it doesn't trigger my emotional system. Because when I want to be intimate with someone, I immediately resent them for not seeing me the true person I am Yeah. because of how hard I've worked to get here. And there are people who love me who will never be able to see that. And I have to be okay. Like, I can't keep you super close to me then. Yeah. And it's just more cutting out or distancing yourself from the toxic parts of your life that were so deeply ingrained. It just sucks being a borderline. Yeah. It just sucks. And I'm glad we have each other because, like, we're looking at each other like, I'm about to lose everyone I know. But at least I have you. Yep. <laughs> and that's kind of, like, the the silver lining in it all, honestly. And it's it's much it's as important to me as it is to you as you is to me to you to you. Whatever. I did that okay. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> got fine. the – I think you got it the gist. All right. Well, my mantra to manifest to this week is, I guess this one's okay. Let me see. I had another one that was better. Oh, the butterfly is only beautiful because the caterpillar is brave. I like that one. And then I also like the whole, if speaking plants 
if speaking kindly to plants helps, helps them, them grow, grow. imagine yeah what and like people yeah. that's kind of what i want to do now moving forward is like this person makes me uncomfortable and i don't want to be happy around them because they make me uncomfortable instead of choosing that i think like trying to spin the narrative and be kind to them mm-hmm. might actually elevate my mood yeah um, and it also might help me like not get on that BPD black and white track mm-hmm. because it's like, fuck this person. They're a piece of shit. Yep. Obviously they don't understand or respect me. Well, yes, obviously all of those things are fucking valid and the, the way I feel is true, but like the volume of it needs to go down. And it's so frustrating because like the volume is always up on these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we also just forget how complex things can be and how true two or three or four things can be at the same time. being empaths all at the same time. It's just like a fucking car accident in our brain every day. It's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> fucking seriously, right? Life's and a box like, of chocolates. I gotta you never try know what it you're again tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't know. I'm learning to love it. I, I'm learning to know that like there's a huge community of us and there are people that listen to the show that have contacted me you know and have just said like thank you because like i know that like i may not be anybody or anybody and they think we're like big shit and i'm like honey no like what like we're just regular ass people for real average audience of fucking 30 (laughs) like we're not huge but you are all important to us and, and like doing this has helped us heal and been a big part of both of our journeys and if if we help you share it with others so that maybe we can help more like that's just the goal of this thing is just to help people and and we'll just keep riding this thing yeah i mean what the fuck we we have to see each other (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna get really interesting here when i'm doing these two jobs and then we're gonna see if i'm gonna keep with the two jobs because i have a lot of the, the more I accept life and instead of trying to be like, I need to change it, blah, blah, the more I'm being offered. And it's uh, it's a little overwhelming, but it's also pretty great having a lot to be offered. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, again, with the validation and the BPD thing, like it's trusting yourself and then testing out what you testing out and trying on new things like it's an identity thing just as much as like a gender identity like the bpd thing is Mm -hmm. just as much of an Mm -hmm. identity process oh yeah your Um, mental health is an identity process i've learned though that through my bpd like digging through my bpd and like pulling out like this isn't me and that is Mm -hmm. like this isn't me and that is like some of these things really are me Mm -hmm. and then some of these things are like I'm even like looking at things in my real life and I'm like, why am I still keeping this? Right. It is not me. Yeah. And like I'm doing it internally and it's just more of, it's more clear of a process, the better and easier I go. But like, you know, I had that accident and then it's been kind of like fucked. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, you know, ebbs and flows. Yep. And you got to like, I know that's the most annoying thing to like say. And I know a lot of people would be pissed off from hearing that too, but like, like it's It's the the truth. truth. Yeah, Jinx, dude. We've just like been in sync today. We need to listen to In Sync on the way home. Oh, yes. Because we've been in sync. Okay, I'm corny as a fucking potato chip. Wait, no. You're corny as a corn nut. Yeah, exactly. Hard and salty. (laughs) Yeah, and your bones pop the same way that they crunch when you bite down on them. Sure tastes delicious, though. (laughs) Addictive. (laughs) Anyway, once you can't let it go.
my can't let it go is my kid, dude. My kid is so great. I love spending time. Mm, that um, vibe. I love that. Vibe. I love spending time with her. We uh, bought a bunch of chalk, and so now all she wants to do is play with chalk on the patio. Oh, we got chalk here too. Oh yes, I haven't done it with Chef yet. We'll have to do like a tie dye night, and I'll show you how we make tie dye cookies. Super fun. Fun. Um, and then we'll do like tie dye shirts and stuff like that, and we and then we can all go sit on the patio while the tie dye is washing, and uh, we can play with chalk because that's one of my favorite things. I got really nice patio furniture. Hanging out on the patio is so nice right now since the weather's nice. And watching hey. Sylvie draw stuff and ha- tracing her little body is so much fun. Aww. She's a lot, too. Like, she's, like, you can do so many different things with her. You can just take her, like. <laughs> Get ready, dude. You're, you're about to have a real fun <laughs> Well, Shepard's kind of like that now where you're, like, I could take yeah. him anywhere. And he's just, like, wow, this is fun. Like, right? well, this is interesting. We did all of our errands this weekend together. You got to do with us, dude. Ooh, OMSI sounds fun. Oh, my can't let it go is well, I mean, besides my kid, because like I always fucking I'm just obsessed. with Never going to let go of kids. No. I can't let it go. But um, your kid's adorable. Honestly, just like standing up for myself and breaking those toxic relationships off. And most importantly, my can't let it go is just like my friendship with Lindsay. Like we're yeah. such homies. That's and it's awesome. like fucking bro, where the fuck have you been my whole life? And, like, now that we're both parents and we both get it and we're both, like, oh, my God. And, like, you know, whether I stay with Dylan or I don't, you know, like, whether we do or whether you don't, like, yeah. it doesn't really make a difference. Like, like she's just there to be a supportive friend. And yeah. so, like, we went to the river today and Shepard loves her. That's awesome. <laughs> he was just, like, staring at her and was trying to give Dude, her, feed her the watermelon. Kids know. Yeah. And, like, I was just like, this is fun. And, like, you're just – you're the right kind of vibe and you get it plus you play with rocks too so <laughs> we're all right um so yeah that's just like nice to have a good day and just be like this wasn't weird it wasn't awkward because usually it's awkward for me to try and do things with people that i think like are actually genuine <laughs> you know <laughs> you know yeah the safe people scare you more um but it was good to p- push past that and i have you know I've got a, like a few new friends in my life and just that that's my can't let it go that's is awesome. like, yeah, I let go of all those other people, but I gained so much more. Mm-hmm. You got to let go to get more. Yeah, you really do. You got to make space for it. And it was hard to do that. Before there can be gratefulness, there must be a great empty. And I'm like super cool with the great empty now. Like I've been like super up close and front fucking front row with the fucking empty for so fucking long that i'm like it doesn't bother me and anything else is just an add-on i think that's the antidepressants working yep (laughs) definitely content with the empty (laughs) don't let me forget the little pill case i bought you okay i guess i was like it's like got like a 20s 1920s model on it i like it it's like medicated and motivated (laughs) you gotta love it i needed a little one because like the plastic ones that i have they just, like, eventually wear out. And this one's, like, a clip. So it'll stay shut. It's got a button. Yeah. Anyways, on a side note, I wanted to call out a narcissist. Are you a narcissist? Are you a narcissist? You're a narcissist. Anyway, um, just some douche that I, uh, he used to manipulate a lot of my friends. I hope he listens to this. He used to manipulate a lot of my friends and he's been just trying to holler at me while I have a family. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you're disgusting. Like, fuck yourself. Also, like, oh, I didn't get the chance I wanted with you. 
Yes, you did. You just shat all over it because you're a narcissist. You're, but okay, and also like, games. like you're I don't a, even. You are a person. You are not like a level on a video game. You can come back to and be like, you know, I didn't get all the stuff I wanted you don't to get out extra of extra lives either. Yeah, you don't get to just come back and and like. You're, I just think it's fucking narcissist. Ugh. Get some therapy. You know, I, I don't hate this person. Just, just go, go to get therapy. therapy. Holy shit! Or stick your head in the toilet. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyways, we're just done here. Uh, <laughs> I just for wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> I sent that Snapchat to him. Ha, ha, ha. Um, we're going to take a couple pictures after and post them on there. But stay tuned for more, guys. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Andy Are You Okay Podcast. And we're on freaking um, TikTok making good shit. Heck yeah. Okay. It's all right shit, but it's mostly me also. So just follow us on there. It's Annie Are You Okay Podcast and on Twitter at A-A-Y-O-K. Podcast. Oh, why A-A-Y-O-K. do you always fuck that up? A-A-Y-O-K. <laughs> you are the ret to my link. Or no, you are the link to my ret. Yes, I'm very much. Anyway, at A-A-Y-O Podcast, all caps on Twitter. All right, y'all. Check in with you later. I can't talk today. Check in later. Cha-cha, inshallah, later. All right. Have a good inshallah, later. Bye. Bye.